Roadman, it's the opening weekend of the classics. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. Happy Monday to everybody, wherever you're tuning in to the Roadman Podcast. It has been a minute since we talked about bike racing, but the classics are back, and they were back in spectacular fashion this weekend in Belgium. If you are a purist, you will know these two semi-classics. If you're not, it's just a great introduction to start to learn about these races. When we get into cycling at the very beginning, the first real races we have an awareness of are the Grand Tours, the Tour de France, the Giro d'Italia, the Vuelta a España. But honestly, for me, the Tour de France and these Grand Tours, you're three weeks waiting for this you know, play to run its course. But with the classics, it's like explodes all in one day. And it's just epic. So this opening weekend, we had two of my absolute favorite races, Umlump, Hent, Newsbelt, and Corn Brussels Corn. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. And most of these warriors raced on Saturday and again on Sunday. And given the distances, you know, well over 200k, it's a difficult back-to-back ask. These classics guys are a different breed. They're not exactly what you would see from the Grand Tours. They're not the super skinny, power-to-weight focused guys. They're beasts. They're brutes. They're designed to get it all out there in one day. And that's what I want to talk about. A little bit about what we learned from the opening weekend of the classic season. Before I dive into that, just a quick mention on our Patreon. We've had another couple of Patreons coming in over the past couple of days, which was absolutely brilliant. Last week's secret podcast we dropped, and it was all about group riding and little etiquette tricks and how inclusive should a group ride be. And it's a really interesting one if you're heading out with a group any weekend. You should definitely go and check that out. And how you can check it out and all our other secret podcasts, it's by buying me the price of a pint of beer once a month. And you can do that over on patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. Okay, let's jump into the semi-classics. What did we learn? So on Saturday, we had Omlumpent Newspelt. Sunday was Corn Brussels Corn. And I just want to talk about collective lessons, and then I'll run to the top three. So Omlump at the weekend is more of a mini Tour de Flanders. And Wout van Aert really showed his dominance. He hit out for home on the Bosberg, the last climb of the day, and he soloed in the remaining 20-odd kilometers, and he looked basically unstoppable. And given that this was the first race of the season for Wout van Aert, it was a massive demonstration. The sprint from a much reduced group behind was won by Sonny Colbrelli, last year's Paris-Roubaix winner, who looks in super good form again. And we had one of my favorite riders, who is a veteran at this stage, Greg Van Avermaet from Agi Dozer Citron, coming in and toured to round out the podium. But some of the stuff that I was just fascinated with, one, well, it's Wout van Aert. It's the ability to come into the season with very little racing, and to hit the ground running. Because traditionally we had to come into the season. And we worked our way in. We used early races for form. And then we built towards priority races. You would have seen Tom Boone back in the day. Racing early races like this in leg warmers. As he built form for his key objectives like Flanders and Roubaix. 
But now with the conditioning of these guys, they can come in and hit the ground like on their very best with zero race days. I'm going to do a podcast maybe later on this week or maybe next week talking about the types of sessions these guys are now doing to replicate races. And they're absolutely epic hard sessions. Stuff that's almost unfathomably hard. I've got my hands on one or two of these sort of race preparation sessions and my God, they are nuts. The second one, I think, Jumbo Visma has been super astute in the transfer market. And I'm specifically referring to the acquisition of Thies Benut. He's come across, and he's a team leader and a race winner in his own right, but he's come across to Jumbo Visma in this you know, new super domestique role. And it conversely, I think, made it more likely that he's going to win one of these big races because he's able to play a foil to Wout van Aert now. And we've seen that yesterday. We've seen him going on the attack just before the Keppel Muir. And with a different set of circumstances, maybe he could have soloed and taken victory. But we are going to see Thies Benoot as a real player now in these winter spring classics coming up. And as that foil to Wout van Aert with the little shake and bake, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. You can look past some of the results as well to, you know... Uh, just gain and a little bit of understanding of where people's form is at. Victor Carpenter had such bad luck yesterday. I don't know how many mechanicals and crashes that guy was caught in. And he was still there at the business end of the race. So I think he's definitely one to look out for as the you know the coming weeks and we head deeper into the important races in the classic season. Likewise, some people are notable by their absence. Peter Sagan looked absolutely atrocious, looked secondhand like he hadn't wintered well at all, as did most of the team quick step, but which kind of moves us on to Corn Brussels Corn. Corn Brussels Corn was really animated in the final by a three-man break, which almost survived. And I'm talking caught inside the last 50 metres with Tocco Vanderhorn. And Tocco Vanderhorn, you remember him from such fame last year, has been in that crazy Giro stage where he held on and the Bink Bank. So he was in the morning break from Wanty Group Goubert and he managed to hold on in all the various iterations of the break and was there right at the finish and he got swallowed up by the bunch sprint. We're seeing this more and more that riders are getting out ahead of the main break and other key moves are coming across to them. The main break of the day used to be a token break that had almost no chance. But we've seen Ben Healy going in both the breaks and Corn Brussels Corn and Omlemp, new Irish rider uh, riding for EF Education this season. So that was great to see. But Tucko van der Horn was just phenomenal. The narrow bars, the aero helmet, it's a bit ungainly looking, but man, that guy has some legs. Uh, Nervaris from Ineos was there in the final as well, as was Laporte from Jumbo Visma. Again, a new sign, and Christophe Laporte, the Frenchman, moving across to Jumbo Visma. When we couple this with the Thies Benoot, move Jumbo Visma look irresistible in the classics so far. What I loved with the three guys up front was the blocking we seen from behind. We seen Ineos riders and Jumbo riders, and you might have been wondering why they were rolling to the front of the peloton. Well, they were rolling to the front of the peloton to slow the peloton down. And they were rolling there to gain strategic position at important moments, like true key corners, where they could go into the corner and freewheel out the other side and, you know, perform what the Belgians would call a block, where they just block the road and it's difficult to get around. And we've seen this being executed really, really well. And once you see this stuff, it's difficult to unsee it. So now you'll be watching races in the coming spring classics and you'll see when a team has riders up the road, watch for the riders behind in this blocking capacity. It's beautiful to watch. It was a really, really fascinating and trawling. If you don't have a chance, if you haven't had a chance to watch the final at Corn Brussels Corn, I highly advise you to watch the last five kilometers. And it's just highly enthralling. Will they make it? Won't they make it? 
in the end they're caught inside the last 50 meters Jakobsen I thought quick step looked second hand all weekend they weren't in key moves they didn't really ride particularly well as a team the lead out wasn't sensationally good at all but Jakobsen was the fastest man on the day and he pulled it out for them Caleb Ewan from Lotto was second a rider I have to say I don't know much about Hugo Hofster was third interestingly Jacko Nazzolo was fifth and I had both Rick Zabo and Alex Dowsa on the podcast talking, talking about their hopes for Nazzolo this season and how he'll challenge for some of the big races so definitely an encouraging sign to see Nazzolo up there in the opening weekend of the season it was epic I can't believe the classics are here already and fans are back can you believe that it's like we've had two years with no fans on the side of the road where covid has dominated conversations and it's just amazing to banish all of that have an open weekend of bike racing which we can get excited about now on to the big classics i absolutely love the classics it's if you're not a fan as i said at the start to top and tail it with the same message if you haven't watched the classics before and you're only watching the grand tours i highly highly advise you to just tune into these classics they are the essence of what makes cycling brilliant romantic heartbreaking and it just why it grips us as sports fans roadmen i've got another massive week of podcast guests i can't wait to bring them to you moving the dial all the time if you have a chance and you're listening to this on spotify or if you're listening to it on apple do me a favor and please drop a review subscribe to the podcast and uh, rate the podcast because they make such a difference i also read every single one of those reviews i've been sharing them over on instagram as well on roadman.cycling and i get such a kick out of reading all the reviews so roadmen ride safe and i'm going to chat to you again tomorrow